0: Uh, Cohesity today.
1: Hey, Joel. Hey, David. How are you guys doing today? Everything cool. Everything cool.
0: Just before we start, actually, why don't you
2: tell us where we can find you on Twitter, Joel, or, I don't know, any kind of social media just to get the people on track with it?
0: Absolutely. Uh, you can find me at Joel, J-O-E-W, Sprague. Uh, S-P-R-A-G-U-E. Cute. What about you, Damien?
1: I actually forgot my Twitter handle, but I'm on Twitter. I don't use it too much. Oh well. So just search he's Damien Philip yeah. Cohesity. Yes. Yeah, you'll find him. Find he's me. around.
2: In my case, you can find me at David Samuel PS on Twitter. And well, let's get started. So we have Damien with us, and we're actually the, the reason because we're here. We are going to discuss a little bit about Cohesity and how they are related right now with Cisco. How is it going? You know, how is the whole thing moving around with them? So what do we? Why don't you start to tell us a little bit about
1: Absolutely, so let me start with the Cisco Live. The Cisco Live has been just amazing for us. On Monday, the first day of Cisco Live, we announced Series D funding $250 million with SoftBank and wow, Cisco wow. being a strategic investor in Cohesity. And that relationship has been growing over the past one and a half year. We've been working with Cisco uh, UCS, Cisco Hyperflex, and all these views together to create a solution which is integrated at every point. And Cisco has been very, very helpful and very engaging to work with, and we've created a really awesome solution with HyperFlex and the rest of the flash stack, as well as primary solutions that Cisco already sells on the market.
2: What, what would you say that would be the first or the most important characteristic that is that is just giving a key factor to your solution? Because it's quite important to now now then explain why is it to invest in and and how is this relationship moving
1: around, right? Absolutely, very, very good question. So if you look at the storage landscape, right, there is a lot of churn from an architectural perspective that's happening in the storage landscape. Uh, We've moved in the last 20 years from DAS to SAN to NAS to hyper-converged, and now what cohesity is doing with hyperconvergence so if you look at that entire life cycle uh, the latest architecture is hyperconvergence right now and what does hyperconvergence really do right hyperconvergence simplifies the implementation of infrastructure for compute network and storage it combines everything together into a single stack and runs and provides services for virtual machines in a VM services oriented way. So that is what the real benefit of hyperconvergence is, and that's what Hyperflex today from Cisco is delivering. So it's a very powerful, powerful platform. And along with hyperconvergence, our CEO and founder, who was also the chief architect of Google File System, and later on went to become the CTO for Nutanix, saw the bigger problem in the storage industry, which was data sprawl and storage sprawl and siloed and fragmented environments. So he decided to go out and create Cohesity to solve that problem by consolidating multiple different fragmented and siloed environments into a single platform with a single pane of glass.
2: That's actually a very important point because usually on the on the storage architecture, you will have all the time several vendors because you will have one kind of, let's say, storage with one vendor, and then you will need then a, a way to just manage it with another vendor, and then you end up having a, a really a topology. A, a, a let's have an architecture that actually is not homogeneous; it's not just integrated, and that actually increases the whole operational complexity.
1: You are absolutely right. So let's take that example just in the case of backup. If you look at backup itself today, you have three to four software companies which are giving you a backup software solution, and you have to tie that with a hardware solution, which is your target hardware device, Mm -hmm. to actually do one workflow which is backup. So you need these two licenses to be managed and maintained, and you need two separate teams to manage the hardware and software. So just for one workflow, if you look at the secondary storage landscape, you have two licenses and two panes of glass to manage just the backup workflow. And it gets even more complicated than that. Now with different types of access patterns and storage IO requirements from various different applications, you need multi-protocol systems, which could be NFS, it could be SIFS, it could be S3, and all these need to be now exposed, and they're exposed today in today's architecture by point solutions. So you have one system which is doing backup, another system which is doing archiving, another system which is doing file services. You have another system which actually now you need because every single customer you talk to wants to go to the cloud yep. and have a, have a hybrid model. So you have another system which is just transferring your data from on-premise to the cloud and acting as a cloud gateway. So as you can see, just in two or three workflows that we talked about, we've got four to five different products creating a lot of complexity around management.
2: Yeah. becomes a, some kind of pain point. Absolutely, <laughs> yeah, it pro- becomes a
1: huge pain point. Now, obviously, you
0: know we've been talking hyperflex, hyperconverge, and how you integrate really tightly with that. But there's still a lot of customers running the converge stacks. So your FlexPod, your VBlock. Do you, what's your answer to them as to how Cohesity can help them not make them replace what they have, but
1: improve it and help improve yeah, their performance? Yeah, absolutely. Very good question. So Cohesity is completely agnostic to primary storage, and. The converged subsystems of this world have a very, very defined purpose on what they deliver. They deliver absolute performance, very high IOPS, and you run very, very low latency workloads on those. So they're not going away anytime soon. They're really good systems, and they're innovating even more and more in the architectural space that they are in, Well, with all flash, with NVMe fabrics, and all these other different things. Then you have the hyper systems, which Mm -hmm. is the HyperFlex and the other hyper-converged systems of the world, which are also actually taking a lot of these workloads and now working together with not only Converged System, but also with other backup software systems as well. So that's where we fit in. We work with any storage subsystem, and we're agnostic to it. We protect that data which is running in that primary storage subsystem, using industry standard protocols of VMware API for data protection for VM workloads, we work with Hyper-V. We also work with physical systems by loading agents up on those and protecting all those workloads to Cohesity. And now, most of the backup softwares, because they were built with insurance policies and insurance being the key thing in mind, only do backups, they don't do anything else. That's where we change the game. Getting the data onto Cohesity is just a start. That's where the magic starts with Cohesity because now we can leverage those backups and enable copy data management workflows, which means we can use that backup and operationalize that backup by spinning up a test and dev environment, which is completely coming off of a Cohesity system and we expose it to your developers. Now your developers can do CICD and innovate on that test and dev environment, and when they're done, they can blow it away without affecting your backup, because at the end of the day, the backups are sacrosanct, and the backups are completely completely immutable. You don't want to mess with your backups.
0: Now, are there APIs or workflows to automate that? Like, can we renew the test system every week or
1: whatever off the current backups? Absolutely. So we are a fully REST-based open system. Every single thing that we can do with our UI and CLI can be initiated from a REST API command externally to our system. Okay. So if it was backups you wanted to initiate, you could do that. If you were wanting to create a multi-protocol file server from our subsystem, you could do that and expose NFS, SMB, or S3 from us. And at the end of the day, it's about storage consolidation. And that's what we do best.
2: Perfect. Wow, sounds like a best thing. Huh? ever after sliced <laughs> bread, really. Absolutely, I would say that <laughs> it's, too. It's, it's like even reading <laughs> newspaper; it's just amazing. So, uh, coming back to, to to all these, of course, all these interaction with Cisco, what is it actually making so special that it's going on top of UCS? What have you guys done about it? Because, of course, I mean, there will be a genuine interest on, on what is this going to do, right? There must yeah. be some, some, some kind of secret sauce your guys having no, there. So
1: the first thing is any infrastructure company has to innovate in architecture to stay alive. And Cisco has been in the infrastructure space for the longest time. And they've always innovated, innovated, innovated with next generation startups. And we work with Cisco Investments very, very closely and they're able to kind of see the value that we bring to Cisco. Because at the end of the day, if you look at the storage landscape, the industry is changing and adopting server storage architecture. So now Cisco is a server company, it's a storage company, it's a networking company, and we enable with our software the server storage architecture and the next generation of going after that storage space for Cisco. That is why this relationship is very, very symbiotic and very Clothes.
2: Yeah, that's excellent.
1: You're bringing this
2: peanut butter. They're missing a little bit there. Yeah. That's yes, excellent.
1: Now, it's
0: obviously you're bringing these great new features or capabilities on top of Cisco hardware. Cisco's giving you guys lots of money, but there has to be something else. What else is? What value add does it have that the investment is from Cisco versus all the other VC funds out there? You know, yeah, I
1: think that's a very good question. And Cisco, like I said, having been in this infrastructure space for so long is the company that I think we we absolutely would love to work with because they have that penetration in this infrastructure space that no other company has. So working with them has given us a lot more opportunities to go out and talk to large enterprises that Cisco okay. con- manages. Mm-hmm. And we basically get introduced to them and come in and have these conversations and help solve these bigger problems. Because at the end of the day, uh, Consolidation of all these workflows is a $60 billion to $70 billion TAM. Wow. And so now we're we're helping Cisco to get into that TAM and take a piece of that big pie.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
2: Yeah, it's incredible. It's just this wing win game, but yeah. wow, when he starts to mention the numbers, you know, like all those series, yeah. it's, oh, <laughs> it's, it's just <laughs> incredible.
0: Uh, so that's you just got your round E, Cisco's a big part of that. Where in the actual evolution of the company did Cisco first come into the picture?
1: That's a very good question, and it kind of has to do a little bit with my background as well. Okay. I was with Cisco for 12 years. I was with uh, working with Andiamo very closely. I was working with Nuova very closely. Mm-hmm. I was the first solutions architect for Cisco UCS. Oh. I launched <laughs> Cisco UCS at VMworld 2009, and my reference architecture kind of was used to create the VBlock. So yeah. having those relationships early on with Cisco helped me to come back to Cisco and say, here, I find found like a really amazing company in a space which Cisco is not today, and we think that would be very valuable to kind of partner together. So having that credibility with Cisco and working with Cisco was able to kind of get that relationship mm-hmm. going. And so we were very initially, about two and a half years ago, or two years ago, involved with the UCS BU, and they kind of blessed uh, the solution right away. And they're like, yeah, we see the value that you guys are bringing to the industry. Let's do integration on the Cisco UCS to start with. And I was basically given uh, carte blanche Cisco UCS to run my systems software on and start certification processes. So that's where the whole story started from. Almost two and two, two and a half years ago. That has to be kind of rewarding to come back to that same it, system you yes, helped create. Absolutely, it's it's abs- it's absolutely rewarding to see that all the work that we've done as a company in two years has come off at this point and juncture to pay off so hugely.
2: Yeah. Well, partially the work you have done as a company since two years ago, but you know, with all the history you had before. Yeah. You know, when he was mentioning the whole thing, I felt like he was just rolling his CV and smacking me on the back of the head, <laughs> take it. But <laughs> really, I, I can see it's just actually the, the product of a of a, or the result of a very long, uh, let's say, process of because well, you yes. didn't get to this point without being with Cisco before, and now that you are like, well, on the other side of the road. <laughs> Anyway, well, you you know how to get back to it, and well, eventually you just go, well, let me just give me some toys and I will try to play with it, and (laughs) boom, look. You got the thing, so it's just, I mean, the whole history for me is just really amazing because you see it actually that the the people that used to work with Cisco then comes back with a new idea, and then suddenly it's like, okay, let's do it, and well, I mean, everything is just in the family.
1: Yes, (laughs) Absolutely. absolutely, absolutely.
0: I think the only other question I had was looking at your products. Uh, we're coming back to a technical question, so I hope that's all right. Yeah. I was looking at cloud tier, and you know, everyone we're all pushing data to the cloud, and all hate those bandwidth bills we get. So does cloud tier work with Snowball or any of the other options to, you know, pre-populate that data, get that first load up there, so that we aren't paying to p- and waiting on pushing everything up over our main pipe.
1: That's a good question, and we actually work very, very closely with all the storage cloud providers out there, so the Google, Amazon, as well as Azure. Mm -hmm. We're actually uh, working really closely and we're on co-sell with Azure also. Okay. Uh, Amazon as well, we have pushed almost about four petabytes of data into Amazon itself. Uh, So from that perspective, yes, we're very tightly integrated with the hybrid cloud model and we enable the lifecycle of that journey of data into the cloud, from on-premise into the cloud. And so we work with large enterprise customers to be able to move all this data. Sometimes there is opportunities where we can work with Snowball, but Mm -hmm. most of the time customers just actually create a pipe between the two environments and VPC, and we're able to push all that data along just like that. Okay. Uh, So we do have integrations tight with uh, Amazon for not only archive, but for the elastic use case that you talked about, Mm -hmm. which is tiering. And also, we have an enable. Uh, we have the ability to create a cluster inside Amazon Azure and be a replication target for data sets that are on premise. Oh wow!
2: It's like magic.
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh, so we, we, we in a way we kind of with Cisco's messaging of any cloud, any scale, anywhere, we participate fully along with that message. And we're we're part and parcel of that message. Perfect.
2: Yeah, um, I love I love the part of the native integration with the cloud is oh, just yeah. excellent. Yes. So what we can say is yes, well in this uh, teaming up with Cohesity and CISO we're just cloud ready. Absolutely. It's just set up and go. It's, yes. That's
1: excellent. It's
2: as
0: simple as that. <laughs> it's 2018. It has to be. Yes. <laughs> well, It has or, to. Well, sometimes. it has to be if you want to continue <laughs> progressing. Exactly. And exactly.
1: simplicity is the key for everything. That's what converged Systems tried to solve. That's what Hyper System is solving now. And that's exactly what we're doing as well. We're making it simple so customers can implement our solutions yeah. easily. Yeah, that's excellent
2: because when you, you, you actually come from uh, what is what is right now happening because you have a, a very complex environment to Ajiza environment which is many times simpler, where you can just apply a, a policy from just a central point and then both everything is just under the same domain, and it really becomes a less a stressful task. Yeah. And for sure, you can isolate where the problem is easier. I yeah. mean, in a way, in a easier way, like I don't know how many times <laughs> easier than before, <laughs> but you don't need to check this box, the other box, everything is just here, so let's get going like, yeah. okay, we found a problem and let's just improve it. That's, that's really, excellent at least from my perspective <laughs> you know the, reducing this operational simp- uh, complexity and making it just you know set and go is
1: absolutely is really You're absolutely an amazing right. characteristic orders of magnitude simpler than what it is today yes. so if you look at that complex environment and we bring that orders of magnitude simplicity to together in that environment and it's it's just a no brainer for customers because at the end of the day the biggest problem statement today in the industry around storage and data is about exponential data growth, Yeah. right? So because the gr- data is growing at such, such vast quantities, you need a scale-out solution. You need storage efficiencies to be built into the platform and all that stuff is delivered with the software that we provide with system. That,
0: that was why the tiering caught my issue because every yeah. time I've had someone, whether they're doing Cloud Barrier or yeah. you know AWS Storage Gateway. The executives are like, yes, we'll move everything to cloud. We don't have to buy more storage on site. And then they get that S3, they like, OK, yeah. we've got to move this up to Glacier. I need it cheaper. Yes. A, you know, so it's definitely the tiering, the scalability is yeah, amazing. Yeah, it's excellent.
2: Because if you can just grow or just scale in the same way as the, all, all the, the, the data is, is, is growing around you, all the usage of the data and all the, the, the flow that will be just keep growing, then you're, you're pretty much in catch-up and you will not be left behind. So that's just perfect. Absolutely. Yeah. So well, I guess, well, i actually kind of come up with another question. <laughs> Was there anything else
0: you wanted to
1: share that we didn't hit yeah. up? Yeah, so I think uh, I would just like to talk about the relationship a little bit more. I think Cisco's been really amazing to work with and uh, we've got so much love and attention from Cisco Investments, and I just want to kind of throw out for them as well, and uh, working with the entire team here at Cisco has been amazing for us for the past two years. Uh, I think it always comes back to uh, the cultural and the relationship, Mm -hmm. and working with Cisco has been just amazing.
0: Yeah, it's great how the, I love how Cisco Investments is, they're not looking to, for companies to buy, they're looking for companies to help grow and help yes. the industry and you know technology for everyone. Yes. You know, it's not the big evil monster trying to grab everything out there. Where they're trying to help us all with that whole portfolio of companies. Absolutely. Well, at
2: the end of the day, all these uh, well, uh, it, it comes up with what is the variety you have to, where to pick, right? Because if only one choice, it's not pretty much that it's the best. It's just that it's only the the only one you have to pick. But if you can pick from several options and just make the best of it, okay, then now we're talking about, there's a market, we are talking about, well, competi- competitiveness, I guess, if that's right. <laughs> Sometimes I get a little bit like, you know, hang up in some words. But, well, I guess that, that's pretty much it. And, uh, well, we would like to thank you just to, to, you know, for being here with us and spending a little bit of time and, and out of their busy schedule because, well, it's Cisco Live, so everybody is busy all the time. <laughs> And, well, most, most probably you have to run from here to another place, another meeting, or something else to do. But it's just excellent, really. And thank you very much for this opportunity. And, well, just uh, to make sure we are actually keeping people on track, uh, I will remind everybody that this is going to be released soon in Cisco Champions Radio, uh, the, the podcast that you can find in any of your podcast applications. And... Uh, well, you can actually, again, I will remind you, you can you can catch up with us in Twitter, uh, in my case, uh, David Samuel PS. Joel, want to talk us a little bit about you yourself? You can uh,
0: cl- catch up with me at Joel W. Sprague. And yeah, th- yeah. And thank you and very you can- much for taking the time to talk to us.
2: And you can search on Twitter, Damien, and you will find him eventually. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, thank you very much for
1: thank your time. Thank you so and much, guys. I really appreciate it. To be and here. It's been a pleasure to talk to